0: Welcome to the Lightly Literary Podcast, the thoughtful book club podcast featuring two friends. I'm Travis, joined as always by my co-host Amanda. Welcome back, Amanda. Hello! You have stumbled upon a book recommendation episode, so if it's your first time listening, this is actually the perfect place to start because today we'll be, you know, not spoiling and just lightly discussing a book that we think you should read with us over the course of the next two weeks. That book is called The Psychology of Zelda, which has been edited by, uh-oh, Bean. Ed
1: Bean? Ed Bean? Yeah, Dr. Anthony M. Bean. Anthony M. Bean,
0: PhD. There we go, Dr. Bean. And so that's been edited by him, but it is, you know, a bunch of writers contributed to the different essays. And the psychology of Zelda is kind of what it sounds like. It applies the psychological frameworks and theories of certain people to the gaming franchise, The Legend of Zelda. Um, Amanda, you chose this one, so do you want to quickly run through why you picked it?
1: Yeah, it was a Christmas gift one year uh, because I... I enjoy Zelda. Um, and mm-hmm. so my brother often will get me just like rando Zelda things, um, and he found this, and he knows how much I love to read, so he, he thought that I would enjoy it. So, and um, I decided to finally read it. It's been on my to-read list, and I was like, you know what, I need to read this. So. This
0: podcast is nothing else but an elaborate move by the two of us to get things off of our <laughs> shelves. Well, not you know, not to get rid <laughs> of them, but my my to-read shelf is getting comic. I might actually have to put kind of a. Um, I've been doing a lot more gaming in the last I don't know year, maybe. So it's like I might have just have to put a game. Pause for like three months on myself Just put a rule down, be like, alright, no more games You gotta read at least ten of these books Like, it's really, (laughs) the the bookshelf Is (laughs) overflowing on my end, so Yes, this is a good reason to like, read some backlog Stuff. Um, this is What the cover says about the book, so again, the Psychology of Zelda is what we'll be recommending The back cover says, since the release of the original The Legend of Zelda in 1986 Millions of video gamers around the world have Taken up Link's Sword and Shield in hopes of Defeating Ganon and becoming the savior of Hyrule This book applies the the latest latest psychological findings, plus insights from classic psychology theory to Link, Zelda, and Hyrule, as well as those who choose to wield the Master Sword, and it includes psychologists, doctors, and clinicians uh, who all contributed to the work. So that's what we'll be recommending today. Again, we're going to try and persuade you to read the book, so no heavy spoilers or anything. Not that you can really spoil an essay, so to speak, but if that's if you're, you know, skeptical or suspicious of that, that's we won't be doing that. Um, and if you have social media accounts, we also have accounts up on Facebook and Instagram at the Lightly Literary Podcast, and we always appreciate a follow and if you want to comment or check in on what we're reading there we appreciate that too amanda shall we dive in
1: yeah let's do it. Yeah,
0: it's not delay any longer we got to keep these things at 25 minutes let's get after it book (laughs) recommendation first segment is going to be rapid fire recommendations this is when we fill in the prompt of who would love this book why don't you go first amanda it's your pick
1: yeah um if you're a super fan of the zelda series
0: yes my first one was you should read this book if you love the zelda series don't overthink it yes that is who this should read this (laughs) so if you're listening yeah yeah let's not overthink it's okay sometimes the obvious point is the important point which is yeah let's (laughs) if you like zelda this will you know give you something to think about so there we go Mm -hmm. how about for you
1: Um, if you think the series has the series as in the the game series has positively affected your life and you want to better understand why
0: oh yeah there yes there are a couple of the, the authors do sometimes reach to the sort of exterior of the game in the sense of how does it impact the player? Why do players, what do they take from it when they play it? So, yeah, I could. Mm-hmm. Yes, I get that. I, I, I'm i on board. I think a couple of the essays do attempt that. Um, I think you should read this book if you failed out of Psych 101 and you've always <laughs> regretted it.
1: <laughs> I think that's great. Yeah, it definitely has. uh some intro to psychology theories here, yeah, and and it's easy to read. It's it's psychological theories, but it's not going to like overwhelm you, right? <clears throat> um, I said if psychology, especially Jung's theories, are just your jam, it relies heavily on <laughs> Carl Jung,
0: no question. If you hate Carl Jung, I wonder what you'd think of this book. <laughs> Not positive things. (laughs) Uh, It's kind of the baseline expectations that you agree with some of Carl Jung's archetypal theories. So, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. agree. Uh, I think you should read this book. If you ran out of YouTube video essays about Zelda to watch and you're just jonesing (laughs) and you need something.
1: (laughs) I think that's great. That's great. (laughs) Um, If you are looking for some analysis of the Zelda big hits, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, Breath of the Wild, but are meh, About the others in the series.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's true. I I think in our second episode, we kind of debated which ones got the most attention. And Ocarina of Time, I think it deserved more attention, but I think it gets the most references. So uh, Majora's Mask gets its own chapter. So if you're intrigued by that, that chapter awaits you, and it's one of the better ones. So there's got Mm -hmm. that going for it. I think you should read this book. If you want to impress your gamer friends, maybe... (laughs) I don't mm. fully, I don't know if I can fully believe that, but it may be.
1: Yeah, while you guys are playing Breath of the Wild, you can be like, you know what? Zelda is uh, becoming more, what was the term?
0: Androgynous? Uh, masculine?
1: In, well, androgynous and more, ma- what's the masculine um Animus? Traits?
0: Anima? Uh, that's a young thing. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you, you can you tell we've uh, forgotten.
1: What we learned. <laughs> <laughs> remember the main idea. What was it? Communal versus Agent... 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 Teal? Oh, jeez. We gotta back away from this. Alright, finally. (laughs) Um, If you want to prove that it wasn't a waste of your time to play these games. Yes.
0: I think... Yes. I, I do think it would take a different type of book to fully, fully make that case, but... At least if you want to, you know, talk through with your loved ones, friends, parents, whoever is the skeptic. Like, this does give just enough good analysis to where you can feel good about that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it has some psychological elements to analyze for sure. I think mm-hmm. you should read this book, my last one. If you are not completely ignorant when it comes to this gaming franchise, I you can't be completely ignorant would be how I would phrase it.
1: Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't hold your attention as much if you you didn't at least like know what the Zelda franchise, yeah, was. yeah. Any yeah. others
0: for you? Oh nope, yeah, that, that was it takes care of them all nice so those are our rapid fire recommendations so hopefully that gives you a light sense of what the book's about let's do a little uh, more of a deep dive here next segment is going to be our pop culture touchstones this is when we compare this work to something else could be uh, something similar like another book but it could be anything from video games to movies TV fine arts music whatever there's an obvious one Amanda it's Zelda so let's just again not overthink it that is the touchstone (laughs) if you know about Zelda or have played those games or are interested in them like you should Read this, then that's fine. It's obvious, but let's let's do other things. You didn't do that, did you? You picked something else. I did
1: not. No, okay. I did something yeah, yeah. Else.
0: That's fine. I did too. I did too. So that's yeah. Okay. So why don't you do yours first?
1: Um, I did the TV show, the movies that made us. I don't know if you've ever. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the movies that made us. Um, what that series does is it talks about and around certain films, um, mm-hmm. like really big name films, films that, um. Got into like the American psyche and stuff like that, so it's especially about how it relates to the viewers, um, and like the view uh, and people who watch these movies, how it like, has affected them. Mm. But it's not so much uh, great with the actual analysis of the film, right? Where right. it's not like taking it scene by scene and describing it, yes, um, which is a lot like what happened here in the psychology of Zelda, we, mm. we get. What ha- like how it's affected people in general and some, some of the you know, basic general analysis but there's no in-depth analysis going on with each game
0: yeah, I think general would be the simple but effective word here. This is just a very general kind of book, broad in a lot of ways. It's um, most of these essays when they have a choice, you know, I'm, this is an arbitrary analysis, but like when they have the choice to go broad or specific, they go broad basically always. <laughs> um, which, you know, that's just the kind of book it is. It's like an overview. So um, I, mine is really similar to yours, actually. Uh, have you ever seen the YouTube series that I think they turned into a Netflix series called Explained by the Vox Media Company.
1: Is that the one that's only like 15 snippets, like 15-minute snippets or yes. like that? Like so yes. So it's essentially,
0: yeah, it's very visual-heavy, a lot of like... A lot of photoshoppy type images A lot of charts and graphs that are like Quickly explained but the whole point of These this series is to like Very digestibly present An up-to-date kind of issue And like the graphics are kind of easy to understand And they it's just very simple it's like A literally like a 101 level approach To like hey let's take a contemporary Issue like immigration or climate change And like here's the kind of Simplest level analysis you would really need To start to think about this topic really start To engage with it and I think this kind of has that vibe about it. It's like I don't I don't think this is for psychological experts because they would just kind of be bored by the kind of definitional structure of it and how simple everything is, but like if you enjoy those kind of hey, I just want to get a foot in, I just want to start to understand, I want to build my knowledge base, then it's actually pretty solid and I thought it was like very readable.
1: I think that's a great comparison actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If um if an expert cited of the vox explained series that would make me very skeptical but if my friend in conversation referenced one i'd be like oh interesting you know cool i'd never thought of that or heard of that or oh, i didn't know about that study or you know it's like it's that kind of level where it's the kind of thing a non-expert it shows a real engagement and interest from a non-expert but again i think an expert would be like really that's where we have to start with that like aren't we 10 levels beyond that by now like (laughs) that's kind Mm of you know anyway so i think it's that 101 level
1: yeah, that makes total sense to me. I think that's a great thing. Yeah,
0: and very readable, too. Academic, but approachable. These are not heavily academic essays, so. Excellent. Let's do our scripted pitches. Then this is the segment on every book recommendation where we write something in advance, usually about 200 words or so. And this is so we've you know, laid out our thoughts. We've edited them down and we we're going to present something that's a little more planned and thought out just so we can be really clear about, you know, what this book is like and what makes it worth recommending. Do you want to keep the you want to keep going first?
1: Sure, I do that Maybe
0: that's the format I I know I've built this kind of mid-podcast edit in before But I think maybe the person who chose should always go first Maybe that's the method we should do (laughs) Ooh, I like that Methodology Anyway, yeah, why don't you go first?
1: Um <clears throat> this book I think is for a very specific reader. Someone looking for an academic read about a beloved game franchise, but really only superficially. Not to say that this is a superficial book. It's not. It's thoughtful and analytical, but it does not actually like analyze. Let me and we'll get to that. At least it doesn't always successfully analyze the Zelda franchise enough for me. Most of the essays talk about the franchise as a whole to exemplify certain psychological concepts. Those essays are okay. The essays that made more of an impression on me were the ones that actually focused on a particular game within the franchise, as that analysis was for me far more interesting and nuanced. Ultimately, I'm glad I read this collection as I had not thought very deeply about why I so enjoy the Zelda games, and these essays introduced some ideas for me as to why this franchise has such an avid fan base. I also know that I would have enjoyed this more if I hadn't unconsciously expected this collection to have more literary and game story analysis.
0: Yeah, that ending point too. It's there are some of the essays that compare the narratives, but every time it just resolves back to franchise talk. It's sort of like here's because it's a big franchise for those listening who don't have a lot of knowledge. I think there's twenty five games, maybe rough twenty twenty five. It's it's a lot. (laughs) Like this is a this is one of the longest ongoing, most you know beloved gaming franchises, and so yeah, it's just. I don't know. It's just like every time you think it could dig into a specific game and really reach for something unique, it instead goes, well, the overall series is like this or you know, broadly speaking the characters fit these archetypes or these descriptions and so I do think yeah, these essays often go to like big picture broad overviews and the one essay that digs into one specific game we both loved. <laughs> we were like, "Whoa, well, that's, yeah. you know, very intriguing." So,
1: Mhm. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say a shame it did that, but it's not really a shame. It's just it's just a different kind of book, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't be so harsh. Let me. I'll do my scripted pitch because I I talked about that same kind of issue. Um, This book has me a bit vexed, not because of its challenging or intellectual material. It's a really approachable topic, and I think would be for anyone who like likes video games or even has taken any psychology class ever. I think you'd be fine. (laughs) Like it's pretty mild mannered writing. Really, if you even have a passing knowledge of those topics, I think you'll do really well and be able to read it and engage. My befuddlement is about something simple, which is who is this book for? Like the only conclusion I came to by the end was, I don't think I'm the ideal reader for this, which is fine, of course, that's all right and I think I guess I'll put it this way if you're into the intellectual side of games like if you read games criticism if you watch those long youtube essays about like game design and analysis I think this book might be a bit of a shrug because it makes enough interesting points but every point it makes could be put into the psych literature and game design 101 class so to speak so I just I I had a hard time because those these are hobbies that I have like delved into in certain respects and so I think some of the points it made were just a little simple um It's weird, though, because I don't want to make this a negative review. So let me say that. Even if it comes across as such, it's not really my intention. I think a few of the essays, you nailed the one. There's one about the stages of grief in Majora's Mask, and there's another one about feminism and the evolution of Zelda, the main... Or the the character, the titular character. They were pretty interesting and thought-provoking, if only for the fact that they took the time to delve into a single element or a single game rather than these, like, big overall series, big picture trends, generic or general kind of points to make. Um, So allow me to put on my editor brain, which you know I um, insufferably like to do and offer this criticism. I just wish this collection had forced each essay writer to pick a game, to pick a single game. Because as a franchise, I think the psychological insights which can be kind of taken away in mind are thus, like... It's fine, but it's obvious. That's that's kind of my again. I know it's maybe overly negative sounding, but that's kind of my final thought. Is like this book is fine, good, but a lot of it is pretty obvious and repetitive. So that's my the final word.
1: Yeah, it's <clears throat> the first half is definitely repetitive until you get to yeah. the Majora's the Majora's Mask one. Um, but yeah, it's it's fine. Like it, I, I, I would not recommend this for everybody to read. Um, yeah. I would definitely be. More picky about who I would recommend this book to, but I also, you know, as I said, like I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm glad that I read this. I, I think that there are some. It introduced some ideas that I, I would like to think more deeply about. Maybe even like, you know, it definitely made me want to replay a lot of the games. So. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm terrible about redoing things, though. I think you know that about... I I don't reread. I don't replay. I don't rewatch. Like, I just... Yeah, I'm like a shark. I'm like a media (laughs) pop culture shark. It's always forward. (laughs) It's, like, always forward momentum for me. I don't... I struggle with that. I love rewatching clips of stuff. Same with, like, reading. You know, it's like I'll reread a a quote or a, you know, a, a long speech or a chapter or something. But, yeah. Anyway, my personal problems aside, do you think that this book... I think it's interesting that both of our scripted versions really struggled with the audience because I do think coming out of it, do you feel like you were the audience for this book? Because I know I said that I don't think I was, but would you would you view yourself in such harsh terms too?
1: I don't know, um, because I already knew some of some of those theories. So like the latter half when it wasn't so focused on like Carl Young and then also Campbell, I think that that. I think was geared more towards somebody like me who mm-hmm. like I've, I've got some basic knowledge of psychology but and I and I have like uh, an investment in the Zelda games um, so I think that yeah yes for the most part I would say yes mm-hmm. I, I would be the target audience yeah and I Yeah, I don't, I feel like
0: maybe I worded that too harshly too Because I I, I was the target in some way There were at least three chapters in here Where I'm the perfect vessel Where it's like, I'm interested in these intellectual ideas These theories, I want to see them applied specifically I guess it's just like Every essay was not doing that Too many of these were a little too broad For me to like, fully get on board Or, um, I don't glean things from them I guess, but, yeah An interesting kind of helpful intro collection style Shall we do our quotes?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Yeah, final segment for the recommendation. Hopefully those analyses have been clear, but let's end with a quote. We always do this last because we've talked around the book a bunch, but we don't want to leave you without actual, you know, text from the essays and some examples of what the writing is like. So we've each picked a part that we think is emblematic or representative. Amanda, why don't you again continue to go first and take it away? What quote should we discuss?
1: Um, I chose it from uh, the very first essay, and it's on page 6. Um, psychology has much to say about this experience of the player becoming Link. One promising place to start is the conception, the, or sorry, the concept of projection, whereby an individual projects certain psychological aspects of themselves outward onto something in the world, or in this case, the virtual world of Hyrule. Mm-hmm. Behavioral research into avatars and identity offers another piece to the puzzle, particularly when considered in tandem with the concept of theory of mind from cognitive psychology. Which seeks to understand how the mind understands and imagines other minds apart from itself. Right. Um, so, <clears throat> here is, I think, a, a pretty good example of the academic tone and the academic purpose of these essays. Um, it's it's meant to delve into certain psychological yeah. concepts, um, and to use. Zelda as just, like, the tools for which to exemplify certain psychological concepts. So it's a very Mm. academic, heavy, but readable and understandable... uh,
0: Yeah, I I do think I'd praise it for this, since I... I'm kind of thinking back over what I've said and being like, man, was I too harsh there? I don't know. I'm second guessing my rec in the middle of the recommendation. Not great podcasting, <laughs> but you know, whatever. It's the, That's the, actually the part and parcel of the form. It's, um, you know, conversational and contradictory. So they're, we're just pod now, Amanda. We're just podcasting. But anyway, <laughs> um, no. So I, I think one thing I would praise it for, for sure, is that if this is academia, which it is, like explicitly so, it's quite readable and it, you're not going to get lost in the sauce, so to speak. These are not the, you know, 1920s philosophy professors coming right out of French translations unreadable you know whatever it's this is not the German uh, existentialist creating you know the most brain bending sentences you've ever read in your whole days and you (laughs) suffer and it's like um, you know some of that academic work I did back in college but yeah this is very approachable this is even I would even dare to say this is like should be in a high school psych like you could easily well you shouldn't copyright of course but you could easily copy paste one of these into a high school psych class if you know maybe it's young week and like, we gotta talk about Carl Young. What's what's he about? What were his ideas? Like, this would definitely deserve a day. To be like, Yeah, let's look at this essay. What is it what ideas does it have? What's up with the Zelda thing? Um, mm-hmm. it would fit that really well. Yeah. So yeah, definitely can praise that. Good quote to show that. Thank you. My quote, Amanda, is about the hero's journey. Have you heard of it?
1: Mm, Are you aware of it by somebody named named C- Cramble? That's Cor- right. Hosop, Hosop Cramble,
0: <laughs> the, uh, the old Austrian. <laughs> Hosop has provided us with this. Actually, this is from Vogler, who's the screenwriter who adopted Cramble. So, you know, thank you, Cramble, for brambling and rambling. Let's talk about Vogler's idea and his synthesis about the journey. As you'll recall, this is from page 57. Um, As you'll recall, Vogler asserts that the success of a particular medium with its audience is directly related to how well it aligns with the stages of the hero's journey because of how deeply we we as human beings connect with its framework. The continued success of the Zelda franchise exemplifies the strength of its ability to create a bond with us. Link was one of the first heroic characters with whom we could heft the sword and shield and together march off to make a difference in the virtual world, and he remains one of the most effective as well as one of the most enduring in creating a bond with gamers." So is it approachable and understandable? Yep, is the point it makes pretty clear and cogent. Also, yep you know, is it, is it deeply revelatory though? Like, is it, is it really analytical? Is it hitting something new? Is it, is it poking and prodding in the corners of my brain? Like, no, it's just kind of like, yeah, that's all true. (laughs) You know, it's hero's journeys. Yep. The monomyth. Yep. Got it. Like, yep. This follows a lot of the stages. Yep. Like, and I think that the book is just sort of in this way, a lot of the essays feel like this where you're just kind of nodding along um, but you're not going to be moved disturbed enlightened or intrigued it's kind of just yeah like okay yeah that's generally true yeah so I, I figured I would pick a quote that I don't know represented that
1: I think that represents that perfectly um there I, I will say that yeah there's some some ideas that I, I was like okay well I had not thought about it that way and I and I did not relate it to the game in that way which I really appreciated. But the the lack of in-depth analysis for me, yeah, it's like, to, to say, like, revelatory, I don't know, you know.
0: Yeah, and that's you will not be deeply maybe enlightened or moved, which is perfectly fine. Not the work of every every literary thing or every academic task to, to do so. So I don't I don't want to hold it up against a false standard. But also, I just that's part of the audience problem that this book kind of has is that when you kind of do these much bigger picture safe kind of analyses and you're using ideas, frankly, like Campbell. I know we've been joking about him, but his mono myth hero's journey stuff has really become part of pop culture in the last. 20, 10 years or so. And so I just don't think if you've heard of his work and have seen, you know, the videos about what the hero's journey is, I just don't know if this book is going to open your eyes and sort of, um, reveal new concepts to you. So hopefully that quote showed, yeah, it's, it's sometimes feels a little too safe, but there are some interesting essays later on that I do think present some, some good, um, unique reads. So I appreciated those two. Any final thoughts on the psychology of Zelda?
1: Um, I know that we were pretty harsh on it, but I, I will just reiterate that I did, I did enjoy it, and I, I feel like I did take yeah. some in, new information away from it. So, yeah.
0: I think if you are a person who's just been gaming a lot in the last few years, maybe that's become your number one hobby or something, and you just want to read more. Like this is, yeah, it's a good bridge for that because it's thoughtful. You know, you'll definitely get a couple insights, even if like me or a couple of the points didn't need to be made, but, you know, they're going to make them a bunch. I think that's okay. Not the worst thing to see some ideas laid out like that. And yeah, it's it's readable. It's got some intrigue to it, I think, for fans of the franchise. You kind of can't go wrong. Also, frankly, we read the whole thing because we're literally here to do a book club to talk about and analyze the whole thing, but just read a couple of the essays. I don't know. You have to read them all. Definitely read them. good Ma- point. Yeah. Read the Majora's Mask one, the feminism ones at the end, and like maybe one of the Hero's Journey ones. That's great. That's a good combo. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> You don't have to read every single one of them.
0: <laughs> maybe the collection where you've been dying to read is would be called The Psychology of Video Games, and then the Majora's Mask essay gets put into that book, but with about other mm. game franchises or something. Maybe that's yeah. maybe that's what we are seeking. Anyway, yeah, yeah. A, a honestly pretty positive review, modestly so, that hopefully didn't come across too negatively. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. That's for the listeners to decide, Amanda. Um, we're going to close out this book recommendation. Thanks, as always, for listening through all the way to the end. You can, again, find us on social media at Instagram. Instagram and Facebook, we are just at the Lightly Literary Podcast, which is all one word, nice and easy to remember. Our book club episodes, which are always presented in two parts on Fridays, they will be posted this week and the following week when you're listening to this, and they'll be up in the feed forever, so you can always just go back and check out the book clubs after you read or when you're curious and want to come back around. If we did not persuade you to read this one with us, then you know we apologize. We'll try and persuade you on the next go round. Uh, we have three other books coming up that we've chosen in order. Amanda, do you want to talk them through those?
1: Yep. Next up, we have Piranesi by Susanna Clark, which is a novel, a sci fi fantasy novel. Then we've got um, 84 Sharing Cross Road by Helen Hanf, or Hanf. Um, mm-hmm. And that is nonfiction and it's actual correspondence. Um, yeah, letters. Correspondence. Yeah. And then we have The Intuitionist by Colson Whitehead, which is uh, a novel.
0: That's a, I think it said kind of noir bizarre noir like it's kind of a detective type story um Mm -hmm. and i picked it because we'd read whitehead before to great success the underground railroad was a favorite of ours years ago so yeah revisiting an author we know we like okay let's close out the podcast there again thank you so very much for listening rate and review us on any podcast platform it helps a ton and until next time we'll see you between the pages